Hey folks, Al here. Uh, you may notice this week that Mike's volume level is a little bit lower than normal. We did have a couple of small audio uh, issues when we were recording the podcast, uh, but hopefully you can hear through them. Uh, thanks as always for listening and enjoy the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Music Guy Podcast. My name's Al Rowe. I'm a music guy. I sing, I write songs, I make records, I play guitar. Broadcasting to you from the beaches, the east end of the city of Toronto here. Uh, my co-host on the line all the way from Whitby, Ontario is music guy, guitarist, composer, backup vocalist, handsome side guy, Mr. Michael Hebbs. Welcome as always, brother. How are you? I'm good, man. Just, you know, holidays. Just uh, Every day that, is that's Sunday? It. That's all I got. Yeah. Every day has been <laughs> Sunday for the last eight months. And that's all I've said on this podcast for, like, the last eight months. We're going to... 2021 is going to be better. Uh, I hope so. We're going to cut right to the chase. Uh, we got a very special guest on the show here. We're super excited uh, that he was uh, uh, generous with his time and able to, to come on and, and do this with us. Uh, he is the host of the In the Country radio show, which is a weekly podcast on SoundCloud celebrating Canadian country music. It is turning 12 years old this March. Uh, we're talking about a thousand episodes of this podcast yeah. from back in the MySpace days. Uh, his series "Stories, Songs, and Six Strings" is streaming live on Facebook every week. Uh, and uh, back in the before times, was uh, actually live at the Moonshine Cafe <laughs> in Oakville. He was nominated 2017, 2019, and 2020 CMA Ontario Industry Industry Person of the Year. We we're talking about. Mr. Dave Woods. Welcome to the show, my friend. Everybody, thank you so much for having me here, Al and Mike. Great to be on the show. Appreciate it. I don't know how many of these you've done, but I think this is kind of fun. Like, we're interviewing the interviewer. Yes. It has only, only happened a couple of times. Normally, I am only the interviewer, so I may not know the answers, but I may have some questions. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Right on. Uh, so, I mean, I was I was lucky enough to be a part of the uh, Story Songs and Six Strings live stream uh, on your Facebook page. So this is facebook.com slash in the country or in the Dave country. Dave Woods. In the country, Dave Woods. Um, and we'll link to all this stuff in the yeah. show notes, of course. Um, and uh, yeah, ni- really nice songwriter around with the f- uh, four of us artists, myself, Aaron Allen, uh, M. Ray and Patrick James Clark, and and there's just no shortage of great country artists that y- you know that that you're shining a light on, and uh, I think yeah. it's just wonderful, man. Um, how, how has it been going tr- with the transition to the stream world? Because um, I guess that would would have been kind of a sudden change for you. It was yeah, I hadn't done any. Um, Facebook Live or streaming stuff before that. Um, I started off with Instagram, and I found, for me, it didn't work as well as far as when people started to sing. It didn't sound the volume. I don't know. It just didn't Mm -hmm. quite work. So anyway, I switched to Facebook Live. 
um, using a platform to stream to there, and it's worked out great. But coming up, I've, I've lost track. It's about six months of every Thursday night at nine live streams, and kind of uh, flawless in terms of getting used to it. I mean, there's a bit of stuff you get used to with live streams in the beginning, and then of course week to week, you guys know you deal with. I'm not saying you guys do, but sound issues or oh, people. Oh, we do. <laughs> okay. Oh yeah. <laughs> All that stuff. I got booted off my show the other night. My my computer froze up. Um, uh, luckily, I got back in, but the guests were probably going, what the heck? And I had somebody on the big screen, um, so they had to tell a joke or two. First time I've been booted out of my own show. <laughs> but uh, other than that, every Thursday night at 9 at the Facebook page, as you said, uh, there's so much great Canadian talent. So I'm going across to different provinces, trying to mix it up each week, trying to get regulars, people that I know like Aaron Allen, Nicole Ray or regulars, Augusta Ray, people like that. And then trying to find new people like Emma Ray that week, Emma Reynolds from Midland, Ontario, who hadn't, she, she probably done some live streams, but um, not in my world, I guess. So I'm trying to give people exposure who are new to the scene. She's much newer. So mm-hmm. it's a mixture of, of experienced and known performers and then trying to give new newbies, uh, new performers a chance. Yeah, no, I think it's wonderful, man. And, and uh, I'm just so impressed with... Uh, with what you what you do and and like i mean my first question i have so many questions maybe we maybe we should maybe we should should back it up a bit and just maybe talk about uh-huh. <laughs> like what uh made you want to start um you know I, I i let me back it up even further i think when a lot of people think like i want to be a part of the music industry i want to be i want to do something with music i maybe this is just me personally, but my 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 mode does not my mind does not immediately jump to I want to host a show and interview artists and you know help shine lights on on artists and and help expose musicians and and actually sort of be a catalyst for what's going on. I think a lot of us, myself certainly included, are like I want to be yeah, like I want to be <laughs> I want to be the guy. I want to be I want to be a rock star. I want to be this and that. Uh, what? Was it uh, that made you want to take this particular path? Great question. Um, twofold. One is I had a love of country music, that specific music, since I was a kid. In my teens, grew up with country music in my household. My dad played the older stuff. I discovered people like Alabama, Kenny Rogers, a lot of stuff through the 80s and 90s, uh, but definitely starting in the 80s. So I loved the music. I actually took radio and television way back at uh, Centennial College went up and worked up north in country radio. So I've actually been on, like, I guess you call it real radio, the station yeah. that mm. is now Pure Country 106, which was Kix 106 not too long ago. Now it's been rebranded. Uh, it's a great station. So I actually lived up there and worked in radio back in the day. So that was kind of the background music, radio. Um, never – I'm not I'm not a performer. I do write songs. We can talk about that. But yeah. So I was a communicator. So I love the music communicator. And then – when podcasts started to become available, I started mine in 2009. I don't know how much before that they started, but one night online, I guess I saw these podcasts. I was on MySpace at the time, way, way back, right, before it shut down. And, um, But basically, I started the podcast because I love the music, and I always wanted to be like a television host or a radio host. So I... It just was kind of a natural thing. I saw this podcast, and then I reached out to country artists, and then it, it went from there, basically. 
So it started with the love of the music and and going to radio college, if you want to call it that, and yeah. uh, learning learning the ropes. But yeah, as a kid, I watched like people like Dick Clark and obviously Ryan Seacrest nowadays. But I wanted to be one of those kind of guys. Yes, right. That's on. really neat because it's funny. I feel that podcasts are now almost like ahead of radio. You know what I mean? It's like the future of radio in a way. And you mm. got in on it like right at the beginning. You know, like I feel. Yeah. Pretty early, pretty early on. It's pretty cool to see it build because yeah. you never know when you start anything, right? But uh, through the podcast and then social media to get it out to people, uh, it just it built. And over the years, I've interviewed you know almost every Canadian artist uh, who's a newcomer and up and comer who's now gone on to be bigger, yeah. obviously. And then I've interviewed a lot of the big names, um, you know, Tim Hicks, Megan Patrick. Uh, Ann country Murray. legend Ann Murray. Yeah. yeah. Ann Murray, yes. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> About eight years ago, and I grew up on her. Um, she's a legend, obviously, retired now, but a history of great songs and uh, being Canadian and all that. And I remember at the time, I'd emailed her manager, I guess, at her website a bunch of times, or every six months I'd think about it, didn't hear back, didn't think I'd ever get a chance to, you know, interview a big celebrity, a big legend. But then one day I got an email, it was about eight years ago, that Ann would do the interview, and I got to talk to her for like about a half an hour, and then I put music in the interview and uh, put it out there. That was really cool. Wow, what a highlight. Wow. Yeah. Who was your first ever guest on the show? First ever was, uh, still on the brain, was an artist from BC named Heidi Ray. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure if she's doing a lot right now or that I've seen, but um, she's a great singer. But she was the very first one, um, and then shortly after that, I actually interviewed like with about a year later, Ronnie Millsap, country music okay, legend. Yeah, yeah. For those who know Ronnie, Smoky Mountain Rain, and I grew up listening to his stuff. So Victoria Banks was another one who's Canadian, who's amazing, still going strong, written <laughs> yep. a ton of songs. Um, so I started to get these bigger names, and what was cool too was um, I started to interview, interview people that I had grown up listening to. Yeah. Or in my teens or whatever. But Michelle Wright, a lot of American artists, mm. which I did more back then, but guys like Steve Warner, Joe Diffie, who mm. passed away recently, interviewed him, the Oak Ridge Boys, Restless Heart, Diamond Rio, wow. Lee Greenwood. Yeah. So I had listened to these guys growing up, so it wasn't like I was just doing it to be cool or this is what you gotta yeah. do to interview it's because it's country famous music. people. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, if you just try to interview somebody famous, it can be empty. Uh, unless you've got an affection, you can still do it, obviously. But it's nice when you really love it and love the artist. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that that's that's so true. Eh? Like, even as an artist or as a songwriter, if it's not if you're not doing something that you're truly passionate about, um, or if you're trying to write songs because you think that's what other one people want to hear, you know, or if we make shows here that because we think that's what people want to see. That's it's like exactly it comes it. across a little hollow, you found right? The niche, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah. if you know, if you really do have a a deep passion for that, it comes across, I think, in your subject as well, in your in your in the person you're interviewing, right? Well, they'll be like, "Man, you know oh, about that thing? What?" And like, you know, uh, I uh, think it it yeah. really they would enjoy that, you know, just as much as yeah. you would. I think, yeah. I like, I like to find yeah something and when I said that earlier about country artists I mean anyone I would be interested in talking to because that is my format and those artists all of them do interest me but yeah finding something doing the homework Al and finding something specific to say to them that's not a general question 
obviously you're going to ask about influences and that kind of thing, which is a great question. But um, if you can be specific about something that's happened to them. And uh, the other thing is that I've had that people told me over the years was that the show is very conversational. So mm-hmm. the live stream, I've got four people going at once and it is still conversational, but the podcast yeah. being one-on-one, I've just always tried to just talk to them as if I was just chatting with them as a, as a chat to a friend with a friend. Yeah. Not worshiping them. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah. Uh, I mean, or that can be hard to do back and forth. That can you be know, hard to do to sometimes though. What's that? I said it can be hard to do sometimes. Like, have you ever gotten a bit starstruck and like, man, I can't handle this. Or like, are you just cool as a cucumber the whole time? Uh, I don't know if I'm cool as a cucumber the whole time. <laughs> Usually I can get relaxed. It's like you guys as performers. Sometimes if you go on a certain stage, you're nervous at first. It's a good, good, good nerves, good energy. Yep. And then it goes away. With a lot of artists, I'm not nervous in the slightest because I'm relaxed. But some of the bigger artists that I've interviewed, like Ann Murray or um, David yeah. Bashar White the first time. History. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's, yeah. it's you're a little nervous. And the thing with the bigger artists, too, I find I feel better with it now, but because um, there's so much to talk to them about that it's kind of like, where do you even start? Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. And narrowing it down. If it's a newer artist, I can talk about their influences. But if I'm talking to Ann Murray, for example, um, I feel like, and I do have to talk about, you know, hit so many highlights, but I guess you make your notes and yeah. you hit them. But, uh, but there, is, there, the is there also like a tension there where if it's somebody like Ann Murray who's been interviewed countless times you don't want to sort of be another replay of an interview with this, the same person. Are you sort of looking for something that hasn't been brought up yet? Or is there a certain approach that you're taking there? I think it might be more the approach. I think with Anne and, and with others, um, I'm trying to bring my passion of the music and genuine interest. So it's more the approach. I don't know if my questions are different in a crazy way or off the wall. They're not. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think I'm trying to have a conversation. And the other thing I think I do, maybe some don't when I listen to other interviews, is I'm really getting into the songs. I really want to know about the songs. And in in Murray's case, she may not have written all of them, but um, why she chose them or if I'm talking to Michelle Wright and she wrote a song. So I'm really going deeper into that world than maybe some other interviews might be because mm-hmm. uh, I love the songwriting thing. So, yeah, I don't think I'm looking to do the most unique interview in the world, but I'm hoping that they're enjoying the relaxed conversation and the time's enjoyable. Uh, a quick quote from Dan Hill. Now, I had him on the show. He's not a country artist, but he has written country songs back in the day and um, – had written a book about his dad. He's a Canadian legend. So I had him on. And at the end of the hour interview, he said, are we done? That felt like five minutes. That was yeah. a big compliment. Wow. Yeah. 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 Cause he would have been interviewed hundreds of times, maybe sure. a thousand, you know? So the, so the fact that, especially somebody who's been interviewed a lot, that if they say anything about the interview, the fact that it flew by, um, yeah. was great. So that's the bottom line. I'm just, I'm trying to come up with interesting questions and research. Definitely. But I think the main thing I'm hoping to bring is just they're enjoying the chat and I'm, I'm showing a genuine yeah. interest. Mm. Well, because they're going to be fans of country music as well. You know what I mean? So if you can get on that, you know, wavelength instead of like, oh, my God. So you were just on tour like, oh, you just bought a new mansion. It's like, well, you know, like that's cool. But everybody's exactly talked with them about that. I tend to focus. I like, yeah, like I said, I like to go deep on the songs. Yeah. Um, 
why they chose that song. Has that song touched a lot of people that they performed it for? So I'm really getting into that world, and some others do that, but I know there's some that kind of touch more on a, a little above that, but I like to go a little deeper. Into Sometimes I'll also get into it. I don't do this all the time, but I'll try to get into a deeper conversation about challenges they've had in their music career. Um, sure. You know, which is a great, great thing to do, and some people have great answers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Through, through a lot to get past some hurdles, and that's good for listeners, and uh, it's a release for the artist to talk about. Um, yeah. So I'll do that as well. I'll go a little deeper into some. But uh, ideally, or, or the, the idea is at the end of the half hour or 45 minutes, anybody listening obviously knows that person well. I play a couple of their songs on the show. So it's kind of like an intro or a little deeper dive into the artist. Yeah. And you, ha- you, have, yeah. you have the sure. um, the audience that wants to know about that stuff too, right? Like it's nice to have a show where you're not um, – like, I don't know, I'm going to use like e-talk as an example, which is probably a terrible example, but that's serving such a broad audience that they have to sort of hit certain topics that are going to appeal, right? Whereas, you know, a show like yours, um, the the the, uh, the listener base wants to know that, that same sort of stuff that you're talking about, about getting deep into the songs, getting deep into the music. And I haven't mentioned yet, and I, I must mention how awesome and dedicated and supportive your uh following is your listener base your your uh, your viewership on on that stream that we did on the podcast uh how positive they are and just how uh how much uh, yeah just positive energy is surrounding uh this music and these artists that you guys are spotlighting i think it's really really awesome you have a great community yeah thank you that 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 is a definitely a great part of what i enjoy it's the community the country music world is amazing, as everybody knows, it's supportive. Um, and I love the fact that, yeah, I've built this or I like my community within that community is really positive and people enjoy what I put out there. And I try to put out cool things and I share news on my Facebook page as well. Yeah. Aside from the podcast and live stream, um, different things like that to expose artists, new artists and their music and to share other other artists music. But so, yeah, I love that I built something that I feel is uh, positive and, and adding to the, to the overall country music community in Canada. Yeah. 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 It's good. I always find, find it interesting um, that I, I always used to associate country music with like America, but like as developing a musician, cause I didn't really grow up with a ton of country music. Uh, it wasn't until I got into my twenties and it's like, it's as much of a thing here. You know what I mean? Like it's a very, very popular music. Uh, yeah. It's just interesting that it's it's so associated with, with America, you know, because there's plenty yeah. of great ones here. Absolutely, yeah. With Nashville and everything, people think about a lot of the American artists. Yeah. And the big names out there, obviously, from Johnny Cash to Tim McGraw, past to present. But, yeah, you're right. It is uh, it's a huge community. Like, there's a lot of country music fans in the city. They're not just from the country, as yep. some might assume. And, um the mu- you know the music is so diverse there was always there's always the stereotype some people still think today um you know dogs and trucks and some of it's about that for sure yes. yeah you know but uh it's not as cuz i just know and i've talked to other artists have you know asked them have you introduced your non country music loving fans or friends to country music and they have and i used to do that back in the day i mean now i'm kind of surrounded by country fans but before, when uh, you know, I'd make a mixtape or a CD or I'd tell somebody about an artist, and I got some people into country music, or at least 
specific artists because it's uh, once you start to listen to it, as you guys, you guys are obviously in it. Um, it's it's more than what you what people think on the surface if they only yes. think of the stereotypes. Yes. So you're right. Some people might be surprised thinking Canada has has a big country base, but it does, and it's um, yeah. And all the songs aren't about living in the country or country life. It's what I always like about it too is it's the emotions, it's the stories, it's the heartbreak, it's the finding love, falling in love, missing somebody. So there's the you know John Denver. Thank God I'm a country boy, which is a great song, yes. right? But then there's all this stuff that I, I I like that song too. But I was always attracted to the songs, whether it was George Jones or Alabama or Tim McGraw or Alan Jackson singing me a song about relationships and really getting to my heart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, it's funny because it it, it had it seems to have like not only as you said like the almost so many songwriting elements, but sonically too. It's like you could listen to a band that's traditional or you listen to someone like brothers osborne and it is like it's more like lo-fi vintagey but it's still not traditional country music it's kind of like rock music but it's got a twang and i think that's pretty cool you know it's the same with jazz right like you can say well i listen to jazz and it's like well you know miles davis versus like some old bebop guy is like totally totally different you know but it's all jazz <laughs> good, point. Mm-hmm. good point yeah with country there's country rock yeah. Country pop, country t- traditional. I like all of them. Yeah. I just not from the past to the present. But you're right. Somebody could be a country rock fan, Jason Aldean, yes. Brothers Osborne, maybe. Yeah. Um, or they might only like uh, Carrie Underwood and Taylor Swift because it's more yes. pop. So, right, mm-hmm. you can't just say you like country. You, you can, but there's different parts of it. Yeah. Yeah, and you, I mean, it's a, really like any genre of music. There's just you got to find the 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 good stuff or the stuff that that you like. Uh, and the the uh, the further in into the future we go here, like the the idea of genre is is breaking down more and more. Right, music is just kind of becoming more music, and maybe it's got its roots in country or yeah. rock or what have you. But like. You know, it, it, we're crossing all kinds of, um, you know, genre dividers that we would never, you would never have heard like a, a programmed drum loop and a, you know, or a trap beat and a country tune like five, ten years ago. And now that that's, you know, that's all the rage. It's like awesome. So um, I think there's, you know, certainly something for everybody. Um, that I want- is cool too because if you show it to your friends, right? Like if you have yeah. a friend who's in rock, it's like, well, check out this country rock band. You know, it's uh, just another avenue. Oh, for that's that. dude. That's how I got budget. it, man. Nathan, Nathan Whitney, shout out to Nathan, showed me uh, what was the song? Uh, She's Country by Jason Aldean. The like uh, uh, the the bridge of that tune because I was a rock guy through and through coming up, right? And that riff in the middle, and I was just like, whoa! And he's like, yeah, dude. He's like, you will never hear better guitar tones and like guitar playing than uh in country um and i was like yeah so you know it's just a matter of of what gets you excited about music i wanted to ask you about um this is a bit more of a podcastery question but um how have you stayed so consistent uh it's been over a decade you're doing a show every week. It feels like you never miss a beat. Uh, what are your strategies there? 
Um, and and uh, yeah, have you managed to do that? Because I think that's such an important quality, uh, maybe the most important quality uh, yeah. in a way. If you're going to be great at anything, uh, especially uh, producing content, yeah, the consistency of doing it. I'm taping. Um, at one point, I did one show live a week, and now I'm taping two to three shows every week, and then spreading them out. So, um, getting a lot of content out there. Yeah, I'm, yeah. It's just a matter of um, obviously sharing it on social media so that people know it's there. It's on Spotify now as well, SoundCloud, um, iTunes, Apple, Apple Podcasts. It's um, reaching out to known artists and then, of course, finding the, uh, the known artists, but finding the new artists to um, yeah. give them exposure and introduce them. And, I, you know, I'll reach out to a lot of artists myself that I see online and I like their music and uh, other people will reach out to me through email or, or wherever they can get a hold of me online and uh, introduce themselves. and I'll have them on the show. Mm-hmm. So it's... Um, yeah, and it's part of the CMAO newsletter. Every month they have one of my podcasts as a featured column or podcast. Oh, nice. So cool. Yeah, so it's, it's that exposure that way. Yeah, it's just getting it out there, using my Facebook page to promote it and Instagram as well. Um, and doing my research, making the podcast as good as possible. I have music as part of it as well. Yes. Um, and then just getting it out there. Yeah. I don't know the magic secret to it. It just it just took off. and now, But it's a matter of keeping it uh, relevant, mm-hmm. which is always... Yeah, sure. Yeah. Like nothing just obviously posts. You can put it on autopilot. So, but it, but it has been nice to add the live stream as well um, with the live shows first at the Moonshine. So that was the first offshoot. It was the podcast, which then led about three years ago to the Moonshine Cafe in Oakville. Three or four artists on stage, songwriting rounds like in Nashville um, with some interview portions to it and then the live stream so it's kind of each one is a piece now of the whole puzzle or puzzle i guess you want to call it that and uh and social media as well trying to trying to build a country music empire here al <laughs> that's exactly it because well, some people don't listen to podcasts right but if they see those those live concerts they're like oh this is really cool and they may kind of find themselves like well actually let's see what this guy's all about you know like yeah, and they bring them in, yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. so podcast. I do love the live stream because I do like it's obviously got pictures to it, so it's modern. With, <laughs> but uh, also, also we can see the comments, so it's very interactive. Unlike the podcast, yeah. it's just me and the guest. That's cool. But um, when I have the four artists on the live stream, as we did with you, Al, people are commenting. They're saying, "Man, I love that John Mayer cover." You know, I loved uh, that original, and um, that interaction is great. So that's what I love about that. And when we could do the live moonshine shows, the the feedback, yeah, the audio feedback, but the yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> that's why I have these. Well, it must be easier to find guests too when it's like I can get guests from all of Canada versus only close to the moonshine. You know what I mean? So that's a good point, right? And, and yeah. luckily, I could find guests for the moonshine and change it up. But yes, absolutely. Yeah. The live stream that I was saying, it might have been before we came on, was um, even when we can go back to shows, I would still do the live stream because I'm getting artists from like the other night uh, for the Christ- holiday special, I had Christmas special, was uh, Ontario, Alberta, Saskatchewan, and BC. So I couldn't, yeah. I could only have the Ontario artist, Nicole Ray, who's wonderful, at the moonshine. So I'm still going to do the live stream because it's like a TV show, um, yes. which I look at it as that, like a TV show, if you want to call it that. But that I can get artists from across Canada and blend them all together is, is a great reason. 
Yeah. Like, it's only, like, a win for the artists, too. It's like, oh, they get wicked content. They're playing with other artists. So I guarantee you they're like, oh, we should write. You know, like, connections are being made and stuff like that. <laughs> that, that happens, yeah. Like I love that, knowing that whether it was in person at the Moonshine or on the live stream, some of the artists don't know each other. And then, yeah, they go to write. They, yeah. you know, connect in some way. And I always tell the audience on the live stream, you know, you probably tune in to see one or two of these artists that you know. Um You'll probably end up liking the other two. Hopefully you do. And then follow them on social media, share their stuff. So, you know, hopefully it's introducing um, fans to new artists. They might not have known about. Yes. Yeah. Big reason why I do all this to, you know, get, give new artists a chance to, uh, to get known. Yes. So like, what's in it for you though? You know, <laughs> <laughs> all the money. <laughs> You're such a giver, Dave. Like this is all. Like I, I, I just don't. I'm not you. You're like an oasis in the desert here, man. Like the music business. So I thought everybody here was like a vampire, and we're all trying to survive. You know, like. What? <laughs> That's a great question. Nobody's ever asked me, <laughs> asked me that. Like I said, besides all the money. Comes yeah. shows up at the door every day. Sure, yeah. Um, there you go. No. Yes. <laughs> and the free beer. Actually, I did get some beer the other day from. Uh, there you go. Yeah, yeah, So that was great, and I get the odd T-shirt. But uh, no, you know what? Yeah, I just do it because I love the music that much. Yeah. yeah. Simple as that. Like I love. I grew up on the music, so it's. So I came into it early. It's like my earliest, some of my earliest memories, my teen memories for sure. Uh, just loving the music. Love loving reading about the stories behind songs. Early on, it was never only the music. It was always um, try, trying to learn about the songs and just all that stuff. Like, look, go a little deeper. Interviews with artists. So, and I always wanted to be in media um, as a young guy, too, watching TV. So, yeah, I guess I give because I get a lot back. So, part of the answer is all that giving I do, which I love to do, but it gives me back so much because I'm getting friendship. Yeah. Uh, as you guys know this too, like you get friendship, you get um, you get attention, <laughs> you get all kinds of stuff. You get you get you now get the we're energy talking. back. Now we're talking. Language, I <laughs> attention. <laughs> get applause. You know, no, it's, but, yeah, but yeah, you yeah. get you feel you get the connection. Yeah, right? yeah. You um, you you get the friendship. You get a connection. You feel part of something. You know, attention yes. was. Kind of a community. funny way of saying it, but yeah, it's a community. Yes. So I give, I give all this, but I get a lot back. If I wasn't getting anything back, or I didn't feel like it was doing any good, but I get back so much. Yes. Um, it feels great. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I give, I get. Kudos, man. Keep. It. <laughs> we, we need the industry needs you. The industry yes. needs you, know, you. We need you. Thank you so much. All along, the plan was, or one of the plans was. And it still is to end up on a bigger platform. I love yes. the live streams, love everything I do. But just like an artist, you know, you want to play on this stage, record this album, then you want to go, you know, you want to grow play. And grow and grow, yeah. grow and grow. Yeah. So, yes. you know, when CMT was around, one of my goals was to be on like a CMT VJ. Mm-hmm. Yes. So anyway, that's out there or, or Sirius XM if they need a show. Yes. So I'm always looking for the next platform for me and country yes. music, but um, yeah. Which would be uh, so cool because, I mean, it's just like, it's cool when someone is a fan. Like, And I mean, I haven't listened to a lot of radio, admittedly. I'm an unfortunate millennial, but it's like, I, I remember growing up and listening to some radio stations and just being like, this guy doesn't 
really care about this, you know? And it it would be cool to have someone in that position who's like, no, I proved like a thousand episodes that I cared about this. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. It'd, be, it'd be an interesting show. Yeah. I remember going to record stores back in the day and um, I'd be in the country section, obviously, or very near yeah. it. And I would hear somebody say to a guy who worked there, oh, there's this new song out and the guy who worked there, which is fine. He didn't know. He didn't, didn't have to know. But I would always, I couldn't help but say, oh, that's the new song by Diamond Rio and the album's over there. Yeah, <laughs> I was that passionate about it. I had to get involved in the conversation yeah. and or, or help them out. But yeah, like you say, it's the passion that uh, uh, that I have, and so yeah, any platform that uh, I can keep going on. Um, like I built up a lot doing what I do, but yes. just like an artist, I want to get to the next. I would yes. love to do something on uh, on a bigger level. CBC yes. baby, CBC. <laughs> yes, that makes sense though, right? Like because it's it is one of those things where it's like. It builds, right? Like even with the live stream, the live stream is a new opportunity for you to reach a new stream of people, you know? Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's great. So you alerted, alluded alluded to this a little bit earlier. I, I, I wonder if we can get a little bit more specific. Um, I'm going to ask you the the uh, the influences question. Um, who are some of the, the broadcasters that you really – look up to looked up to what do you think makes a great uh broadcaster or person uh, in your position good question um start with some of the people i um i always liked crook and chase which is a country mm-hmm. countdown they yeah. show on CNN back in the day as interviewers it was their natural genuine interest which i try to bring as we've talked about the genuine interest listening um uh, doing your research, those are all great things to, to interview. Yeah. Um, goes a long way. Uh, I'm trying to think of the others. Um, I always loved, um, man, he did a, a, a countdown show, Bob Kingsley. It was the it was actually the American Country Countdown. I don't think it's around anymore. Actually, he passed away. But he was on, he was like the Casey Kasem of country music. Yeah. And I would listen to him every Saturday morning. He told great stories. He wasn't necessarily interviewing them, but he just told these stories with such a genuine um, conviction to him and, and the stories. Uh, Tommy Hunter on one level, he's a lot older than me, but he had the Tommy Hunter show. Um, that's it in terms of interviewers. There might have been some general ones, like I listen to country radio a lot. Cliff Dumas I used to listen to on A20 Cham way back in the day. Some of these references people won't get, but he's still in, in country music. As a, as a DJ announcer. I think he's in the States now. So a wide range of them. Um, but, uh, yeah, just what makes a successful one, I guess, would be listening, research, genuine interest. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's great advice. Sense. I mean, in terms of influence, I, I, I'd i be interested. Uh, you've spoken about who you you listen to growing up like in terms of like who let's let's get through a list of like what were you listening to growing up with country music and all that stuff. You know, artist wise, yeah. The artist, uh, I'll tell you, they were um, Kenny Rogers was a big one. I was a huge Kenny Rogers fan. I mean, he's a legend now, but uh, I grew up with him uh, or one part of his career. But I listened to him a lot. Uh, the classics: George Jones, Charlie Pride, Dolly Parton, Conway Twitty yeah. on that side. And then, as I was growing up in my teens and so forth, Alabama. A lot of these are American acts. Restless Heart, Diamond Rio, Steve Warner, Lee Greenwood, uh, Earl Thomas Conley, John Conley. Some of these you may or may not know. 
Um, yeah, I'm blanking on a few. Okay, yeah, I don't, I don't <laughs> that blame being you. Said, yeah, in terms of these, I got guys, a few years what, on you. We'll be like, uh, what are a few like amazing country albums? And maybe someone like me, like a millennial who hasn't heard the traditional, you know, ones. Are there like some amazing country albums that I like need to check out, especially because I play the music, you know, like. Yeah. There are, and I'm trying to think. I don't. It's a broad just, question, right? Yeah, yeah, but a good question. I can't think of you know people obviously in rock and roll they'll, they'll cite certain albums by the Eagles and a specific album. Um, I would say just like a George Jones classic album. If you get his greatest hits, yeah, you're you're good to go. I mean, he had so many great stuff. His voice was a little higher in the '60s. When he got into the seventies, he got that kind of lower baritone or mid seventies, somewhere around there. Yeah. So that kind of stuff, anything from the seventies, uh, George Jones on, um, he thinks I still care is a great song. Okay. It's a tr- 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 yeah, it's just such a well-written song. And it still holds up. I mean, it is still, it's traditional. Maybe it doesn't yes. hold up on radio, but it is a great song. Um, nitty gritty dirt band fishing in the dark. That's a single. A lot of people know. Yes. Um, but anything by them, Alabama, their greatest hits. Alabama's uh, one that, that I definitely have not checked out enough of. You know, I've heard a few yeah. of their tunes. And there's, there's, this happens to me all the time on gigs where it's like a, a, a song will come up and I'll be like, wow, that's a great song. I'm going to check out the album. And I never do. <laughs> and that has been one of those. <laughs> yeah, well, totally. Yeah. If you check out, uh, you know, I, even with Alabama, I'm not sure if I can think of my favorite album of theirs, but I would just go to their greatest hits. They have had so yeah. many great songs, and some are very country, like Mountain Music, but it's, yes. it's a great song. It's not even in this country, but it's a great song, obviously. Um, and then some are just great ballads and um, really catchy songs, but they, their harmonies, um, they're a very cool band. I think they're a little cool. I love the Oak Ridge Boys. I think Alabama, of those bands at the time, were like kind of a cool, cool band. Yeah. Right Oak Ridge Boys are great. They had a little older sound. I think Alabama was just a little more contemporary. Um, yeah, those are the classics. Then a lot of great Canadian stuff that I grew up listening to as well. Michelle Wright has been one of my favorites for years. Sure. And then now we're getting into all the stuff that's out there right now, like guys like Aaron Allen and Nicole Ray, up and, up and comers, right? Well, yes. Aaron was the CMAO um, Rising Artist of the Year with the uh, CMA Ontario Awards. You got Megan Patrick. You got... Um, James Barker band. I yeah, mean, they're, they're great. Yeah. Kill yeah. harmonies. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I like those guys a lot. Mackenzie Lee Meyer. I'm going to leave somebody out, but there's so many. Yes. There's so many. Well, and that's the thing. It's yeah. really just one of those things where it's, it's interesting because I'm trying to think like I do this to my students that I teach all the time. I'll ask them like a question that's far too broad. I'll be like, so you came for lessons. What song do you want to learn? What, what's, the, what's the song of all time that you want to learn? And they're like, I don't know, man. I don't even listen to music, a, a dude. A lot of them? Yeah. Well, they, they do listen to music. <laughs> well, I mean, the students who aren't like, you know, seven years old. You know, like when I have someone in who's like above the age of 20, I'll be like, what, what, if you could learn any song ever, what would you want to learn? And it's like, you know, you think everybody would have the answer to that, but no one does. I don't have the answer to that. You know, like yeah, it's too yeah. broad of a question. You know? No, yeah, Same. but I, I mean, the spirit of it is, you know, like any any rock guitar players listen to, you know, the first Zeppelin record. You know what I mean? Yes. There's a certain yeah. holy grail of of the music that you want to make sure that you've checked out before you yeah. you go around saying you know what you're talking about. Uh, and I guess it would be a better question if it was more specific. You know, like. Mm-hmm. 
when I, I still go to guitar lessons, if I ask my teacher, you know, like, for rock, yeah, Led Zeppelin 1, you know? And that sort of idea. It's like, oh, what's the best Laugh Steel album? All that stuff. It'd be cool to talk to a Laugh Steel player and be like, you know, what's what's the album I got to listen to to learn this instrument? You know? Yeah. But uh, George Jones would be another one that I need to listen yeah, to. Yeah, I, I need to get versed uh, on that. George, um, George Jones has amazing songs. And that's cool that that's your focus. You know what I mean? It's like on the songs, you, you said that you talk about that a lot in the interviews. It's like, why did you write this song? Uh, you know, how did this affect you? How's this affected others? Yes. Uh, which is neat. Well, because you, you were saying you, 100%. you do lyrics as well. I think we had mentioned that. Yeah, let's, let's yeah. Talk, can we yeah, I think we might have... can we chat a bit about that about your your songwriting and what you've done. You were talking about uh, some some co-writes you'd done before we started recording. Absolutely, yeah. I uh, it started way back. I used to write lyrics way back, and I would study um, albums when they would have the lyrics in them, or I'd buy a magazine that had song lyrics mm-hmm. in them. And uh, totally into song lyrics. Wasn't a singer. Um, not not a musician, you can learn that, but it was just my focus was always on the words. So way back, I would reach out to places in back of magazines, probably still have them, where you could send money and somebody will write song, you know, melody to them. Um, so kind of started that, doing it that way. Then I reached out to artists that I knew back in the day, didn't know a lot to start. Um, but long story short, that's kind of how it all started. Um, I'll write with people in a room, which is kind of a normal way, but I'll also do it the Bernie Taupin, Elton John way, which is... Uh, for those who don't know, um, writing the lyrics first. So I'm kind of hearing a melody or at least a dummy melody in my head. I'm hearing a rhythm, something, but I'm not, I don't have a melody or it doesn't matter, but I'm making it singable. So it's got a melody, you know, first verse, second verse, meter, the chorus, bridge, whatever. I'm sending it to somebody, emailing it to them, and then they are sitting down. I've done a lot of this recently, obviously with COVID. So they're sitting down and now they're looking at the lyrics, coming up with the melody and sending me back an MP3 or or what have you. So I do it either in person. I've done a lot of that. I write with Dana Sherrick, and we have co-written a lot. Jeff Orson, Colin Amy. I had some songs on album of his back a number of years, but one of them got pretty high on the charts in Canada. Nice. Uh, and there's been some other people. Yeah, I just, lyrics have always been something that's come to me fairly easy, or at least mm-hmm. fairly naturally. Nice. I love it. It's probably something that you listen to. You know, you were saying that it's something you listen to. Because I remember growing up, and this is the worst. I I would not be a good songwriter because of this. I never even like. I remember really liking Nirvana, but having no idea what he was saying. Oh, <laughs> these songs just make me angry. I think that was a like '90s that. grunge thing. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. Are there any lyrics to Pearl Jam songs? I don't know. There's not a lot. There's a lot of vowels. Yeah. Not a lot of consonants. <laughs> um, yeah. No. That's that's. That's such a weakness of mine as well as is is lyrics, you know. Like, yeah. Uh, and and it wasn't until later on, and in, in you know my development as a singer and a songwriter, that I realized that lyrics are kind of just more important than anything else in the song. In country music, especially, yeah, yeah. In other, in other, in other genres too. Uh, depending, depending on what, it all depends on what kind of song. Country music has more lyric-driven songs, but other genres do. But um, yeah, lyrics. I'm trying to think back, why they? I think they just like I was writing poems as a kid. Yes. Um, seven or eight, nine. But then they 
got into lyrics, you know, musical lyrics pretty quickly after that. So something in me just was attracted to, I can't really think back why, but just, I guess the way anybody is, um, but lyrics specifically, but thinking of music too, even though I couldn't write it, I was conscious of music would go with them. So I'm writing like a song format, first chorus, first chorus, yes. bridge, um, thinking in terms of singability, the theme hooks, all that stuff. And then, uh, yeah, writing with great co-writers and, I mean, the compliments I've got is, or one of the comments, kind of the general thing is, they could find a melody pretty quickly. So I guess there's a rhythm or a meter to my lyrics versus poetry, because a lot of people think poetry is the same thing, but obviously poetry isn't singable. So it's just being the singable words. But yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. I I used to have a bunch of demos done, right? Co write, and I've still got those demos um, of songwriting. So that's probably why in my interviews, or it is why. I really will ask about the songwriting process. Um, what do you take to a co-writing session? Those kind of things, because I'm interested in it. Mm-hmm. And I think it's an interesting angle on it or, or part of their world, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, country music is the perfect, I don't want to say vehicle for, for lyrics, but it, yeah, like it, it is definitely very like lyric forward. You know, like, yeah. oh, if yeah. I listened to a country song and didn't understand what he was saying, it wouldn't it wouldn't hold up the same as, you know, certain other styles where it's like, oh, I don't even care what this guy's saying. That bass is just right. thick. <laughs> thick. <Yeah. laughs> the point, there is something in the lyrics to, to every country yeah. song, whether it's silly or, or otherwise, but uh, something about the lyrics is making you enjoy the song. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, for anything from serious to, to comedy, I mean, I'm, I'm like, I'm, I, I'm a big fan of Brad Paisley because he just hits the hits hits it yeah. just right in terms of like the comedy aspect of music. Where there's like some um, like comedy bands that don't really speak to me. Like um, oh, I can't think of the name. What's Jack Black's band called? Tenacious um, D. Like I don't think that I don't really think they're that funny. I don't know why. Or like because well, uh, you're a bad. Yeah, I guess I'm just I have no soul. I guess. Or like I, I don't know. There was like an Adam Sandler comedy album sure, like back yeah, in the day. I was like, this where is that's just more straight ahead. Like this is almost a comedian that has music. That's true. Some I guess country bands that are like yeah, this is a band. But our lyrics are more like lighthearted. Yeah, um, but I mean, it's know. like I've laughed out loud to Brad Paisley's lyrics. I don't know what that sure. says about me, but like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, man, you can really, you can really do it. Yeah, I've definitely laughed out loud. He's got a song, how ridiculously good. He is a guitar. I've just been like, oh my god. Yeah, I have to keep up with this. Oh, guy. amazing on guitar! Like, oh, I didn't. I didn't know. Actually, I have a funny story about this, and I know that we're supposed to be interviewing you, but so I keep saying I teach guitar. <laughs> and I, when I first started teaching guitar, I was like fifteen or sixteen, and I think my first year of teaching guitar, a girl brought in uh, a Brad Paisley song. Just one of I think it was Whiskey Lullaby. You know, not super hard to play on guitar. I'm like, yeah, absolutely, we can do that. And then a few months later, another person was like, can I learn a Brad Paisley song? I was like, absolutely. That, those guys' songs are totally fine, like totally at your level. And it was like one of his shred songs. And I was like, I, I can't. I can't help this. <laughs> you know, I, I couldn't. I can't even learn it. So no luck, bud. <laughs> uh, guitar player. Yeah. Quite a guitar player. Yeah, and he's got the funny songs, and then he's got the serious songs. Yes. Kind of. Like, I was going to say kind of like the Bare Naked, Bare Naked Ladies. Yes. Yeah. Most of theirs are, are fun, funny, but they have some really deep songs. Um, 
in that balance, then they can do both. So Brad, Brad has some, uh, you're right, some really funny songs. Check you for ticks. Yeah. Um, on and on. Yeah. yeah. Um, but you laugh out loud, and then he's got whiskey lullaby that breaks your heart. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, and that's just you can do the full, you can do the whole thing. That guy. Um, all. So I've got. One, I got two quick, quick hit questions here before I, I, we should let you go soon because it's getting, getting on. I'm sure you've, you've got more important things to do. That's the TV to watch. Come on, yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> um, Steinfeld's my, coming on soon. Hey. Um, so my first is time in the world. when, when did you feel like your show was ro- starting to roll? How many episodes in were you before? You said, all right, this is really starting to happen. I can feel there's a momentum behind me. There's a community building. People are listening. People are giving feedback. This is a thing now. How, how, how many episodes could you do you think roughly? I'm trying to think back. It goes back so far, right? Um, probably sometime in the first year I started to get um, – started to build. And probably over a few years it got to a level – you know, three or four years, I think it got really established. Yeah. And then it just stayed at that point. I mean, it's gone up a little bit or at least maintained. But, um, yeah, I can't think specifically of when I thought, other than that, like you said, with feedback, I, people on social media would start to post about it or they enjoyed listening to it and that kind of stuff. And more of that was happening. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, from the feedback, probably a year within, it started to make a name for itself. Yeah. Yeah, and then you probably felt more comfortable, like, okay, I'm going to approach – you know, someone of a larger yes. scale, you know, exactly. like Anne Murray, for instance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, where did I think I had the confidence to uh, yeah. approach her? I don't know, but uh, hey, that was awesome. it turned out well. And it turned out well. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, building confidence and reaching out to more people and just having the passion to stay at it. Because uh, obviously any of us can give up anything from music lessons yes. to anything we start. So that's a big part of it. It's consistency because mm-hmm. you're not always going to be on top week to week or you're not going to build right away. But if you're doing something weekly, regularly, whatever it is, fitness routine, it's going to, it's going to work in your favor. Right. So yeah, at some point I just started to notice people and then I would be at um, award shows, not, not nominated, but just out at say the CMAOs or whatever events I was out near the beginning or a few years later, whenever I started to hit events on the scene, um, people would notice me. So that felt good. Yeah. So you just got you know, you first you start to know, oh, I listen to your podcast. Then it just took off from there. Yeah. Yeah, right. I never on. gave up because it kept giving me a, a you know, the energy back and forth. So Yes. Doing it. Right. Yeah, you're just drawn to uh drawn to it. Um yeah. the other question uh is you know, what would you say to to Mike and I or to cuz I mean, we're on our I think this is episode 56, you know, we're, we're quite, we're fledgling here. We're, we're, we're a new yes. thing. Um, you know, even though it feels like we've been doing it for a bit, but, uh, you know, or anybody else who's sort of thinking about starting a podcast, thinking about starting, uh, maybe some kind of music review website or, a a, a, a Facebook group or creating content or making videos yeah. or what, what would you, if you give a, a couple pieces of advice or things that you've sort of, um, learned over the years what what would you say yeah obviously with whatever the project is uh with content you're going to want to do your research you guys have done you know you want to listen and um show that genuine interest in that performer that guest which 
is the foundation of it all. Um, it's reaching out to not only the established people that most people would know, but trying to find new people through social media that, um, in your case, you're looking for musicians, somebody you really like but isn't known or at least part of the country community or the music community, and give them a shot because then that helps your, you reach a bigger audience through their fans mm-hmm. that uh, will get to know, to know your show. Um, social media, yeah, get out there and sponsor some stuff sometimes. I don't know if you guys do that, but I will on Facebook sponsor some of my live streams so it just pays to, it's like an ad, right? Mm-hmm. And it carries oh. the video a little further. So you can do that on a page um, from 10 bucks to whatever, I mean, any amount, any amount of days, and it just puts your, whatever your, could be a picture or like a poster or something, whatever it is, or just your page in general, you can yeah. get more followers. So that's in your ad section. So that's just kind of building up that that angle of it. Yeah, um, working the social but, media yeah. game. Yeah, working exactly. That's the whole social media part of it, game. And um, other than that, just and if you can reach out to other like other music uh, formats, like I'm I'm connected with the CMA Ontario Country Music Association of Ontario. So I do a monthly column, which gets my it's actually my podcast. It was a written column at one point. Now I submit a podcast with a little bit of sentences to go with it but it's for people to listen to so yeah if you can connect yourself with some other organization or people that will support you and give you a wider platform as well we should well, do, yeah, do that yeah <laughs> right and, now uh, down now yeah <laughs> that's right uh, giveaways i haven't done a lot of giveaways yeah. but that's always a good thing i've been meaning to or thinking about giveaways you got to find the money obviously but uh you know or it could be merch giveaways you know so it's not really a money thing maybe ah. have some artists you know mm-hmm. that's great I did that years ago and i may do that again but i had um contests this is a long time ago but i certain artists who had been on the show do draws and then those artists rather than send me the product and me send it to them i just had them send i would send them the address so i had this kind of giveaway going probably for my 100th episode or something. So that's another thing, too, to celebrate. Like, you guys are number 56, you said. So you could wait to 100, or you could get to 60 and do a big publicity around it, our 60th episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Or your 56th might be your best one yet. I don't know. (laughs) Hey, there you go. After this. (laughs) Once you you book Dave Woods on the show, you got to... Yeah, that's what. Uh, how are you going to top that? Oh, sure. Yeah, it shuts down the next week. I don't know because you're topping it. It just <laughs> they close it down. <laughs> but you were great on the live stream. Just to interject for one second, Al. Um, I enjoyed you so much on the live stream last week or the week before. My memory's not so good, but you were great. Like you said, with Patrick, Aaron, and Emray, Emma Reynolds from Midland, which goes by Emray. But it was so cool and to hear your uh, John Mayer influences, and you know, and. Uh, but all your songs, your originals were just killer. Oh, thanks, so man. Good. Thank you so much. Yeah, we. I don't think we talked enough John Mayer on that show. <laughs> oh, we, I don't know. We got to have a John Mayer episode. Most people, you like, and yeah. Patrick, and we'll get two others. Yeah, yeah like, let's that's, just. That's a big Patrick loves John Mayer, too. Let's just have a John Mayer cover competition or something. John Mayer's the yes. funny one because I think people get it now, but I remember like a decade ago, people. People, I'd be like, man, John Mayer's a great guitarist. They'd be like, what are you, what are you talking? About? Oh yeah, dude, like, no, I didn't get it. He's a great guitarist. Oh, I didn't get yeah. it. Either. I didn't get it. No, I see. I, it wasn't a decade ago for me. This was maybe like 
you know, a few years ago. But still, it's it's funny because everybody associates with him with, you know, your body's a wonderland. Yes. And it's like, that's all he can do. And it's like, well, he can do that. But he also, he's he's got a lot of stuff. You know, he's a good, he's a great writer. Yeah. Like an insane I go, player. I got to go back, actually, and listen to more of his stuff because I know him. But I don't know him to any degree that you do. So it's kind of like I'm introducing you yeah. to Alabama. You're getting me that's into John exactly Mayer. It. Check, yeah. check out Stop This Train by John yeah. Mayer. And that is, that is, yeah, that that is, is a, a great a song. a real good one. He did a Stop record. Okay. There's two records he did. Uh, one of them was called Born and Raised. That's and one, yeah. the other one was maybe called Wildfire. That's the one I don't know as well. But... Um, they were more on the country side of things. Born That's and raised, true. especially, was like okay. We're, oh, I'm sorry. It's called uh, Paradise Valley. Is the other one um, yeah. Paradise Valley? But Born and Raised, especially, was like okay. We're we see what you're doing here. You're t- <laughs> you're trying to make a country album, and it's a great record. It's one of my favorites of his. Um, so, the song that I mentioned on the live stream that I do know of his um, is uh, in the blood. Which I think Sirius XM might have been playing in mm, the highway, yeah. and, uh, and so I'm like, this song, it's that's a beautiful song. So that, um, yep. like, I got to listen to more of his stuff, but I do love that song. Yeah, yes. well, there's there's a good slice of his his stuff that is right up the country alley, if not yep. just actual country stuff. So um, uh-huh. that'd be a good way to to uh, yeah to get into it for yeah. sure. Yeah. It's funny because, yeah, he does kind of – he's one of those artists where it's like – he kind of like pivots here and there every, every so every few years. But it's not like, ooh, I should do what's hip now. It's just like, oh, I kind of did the continuum thing. What would you call continuum, Al? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, like – It's just a – it's a good – is it a, an R&B record? Kind, kind of, of kind of a blues and record then, kind of an r&b record yeah yeah i guess and then like you know he'll have like straight ahead blues things and then he'll have like things that like will compete on like pop and sort of indie things it's like man this guy wow. yeah john mayer yeah and i do like some stuff aside from country so like i'm now some of this is old yeah. stuff but lionel richie love him oh yeah yes. um a lot of the 80s music the uh just trying yeah, just all the 80s synth, synth, synth stuff, Tears for Fears. Oh, yeah. Yes. Um, but kind of on the pop side, maybe more than the rock, but Billy Joel, Elton John, uh, Sean Mendez going real present. Yes. Um, but ton of stuff. So I'm always into other kinds of stuff, too. Country's kind of my main thing, but I definitely listen to um, pop. And and you're looking for, like, lyrics specifically? Are you like, man, like, because Sean Mendez, yeah, has got some great lyrics, too. Uh, or is it just lyrics. like, yeah. That's the whole package, I think. Um, yeah. There was another guy, too. I shouldn't say another guy because I can't think of his name, so it doesn't matter. He's another guy. But, no, it's both. It's I don't know if it's ever just um, – it can stand out to me, maybe one or the other, but it's kind of kind of both together, you know, the sure. impact yeah. they have. So I'm listening for whatever that is that grabs me. But um, yes. there's, a new, there's a great new song of Shawn Mendes out. I can't think of the title, but – um, I have no anyway. idea what it's called either, but yeah. I know what you're yeah. talking about. So I'm kind of vague, but uh, just, <laughs> but I love his music, and yeah, it can be a song that moves me. It can be up tempo um, or a great ballad, but um, yeah. So just, so other genres. You're just a music guy. You're just a music, music guy. guy. He's There's just, a yeah. lot of music I love. It's confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> In case you had any doubt. <laughs> 
<laughs> there we go. I love, and I love classic sitcoms like Seinfeld. Oh, there yeah. You go. Yeah, yeah, Oh, yeah. Sitcom guy, too. I love the sitcoms, love the talk shows. Do you ever go to uh, Curb Your Enthusiasm? Ever check that out? I do. Yes, I've watched yeah. it a lot. I love it. Yeah. Well. I love Larry David, yeah. and that show is yeah. hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> watch Seinfeld more, but I do love Curb because it's yeah. on. Because it's on every night. Uh, I guess you can stream it as well. But Seinfeld, I'm watching at least one episode a day, if not two. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much every day because it's there. And Curb Your Enthusiasm is, is great as well. And Comedy's yeah. a good thing too. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. The uh, the newest. Uh, it's not that new now, but the uh, the latest Jerry Seinfeld stand up that was on Netflix. Um, oh. Probably came out six to twelve months ago. Uh, was so good. I really. I still quote it. Like it was yeah. like. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Yeah, he's hilarious, and he's oh, got yeah. that book out now called "Is This Anything." which is all his comedy, his jokes, his routines from 70s to, to today. Oh, That's wow. That's a great idea. That's a great yeah, idea. You can yeah. kind of read. Yeah. So you read through it. I can't remember. If it, I don't have the book, so I don't, I don't remember. But uh, whether it's got titles or it's, it tells you. But uh, I flipped through it. It's got basically you read through a routine. And I guess obviously you hear his voice yes. doing it, which makes it funnier. Yeah. But um, all his bits. Just to see the so, progression, too. You know, like. Oh, that's fascinating. Early stuff. Compared to like you know when he was really hitting it, yeah, yeah. It took oh, us yeah. into another uh, topic there. Yeah, there yeah. You go. yeah. It's the flow of conversation, man. We're just chilling out. <laughs> I gotta get that. I gotta get my hands on that book. That's all. That's that's yeah. That's you gold. like it? Yeah, yeah. And I, I like the uh, the comedian in cars getting coffee. Did you ever check that out? That was kind of hit and miss for me. Like some of uh, them were excellent, and some of them were like. You know, I could skip this. It was really the most interesting thing about it was like which comedians were actually like, would you want to have a beer with? You know, like because some of them were, yeah. some of them are just so naturally. Um, and this doesn't take away from any of their talent because they're all super funny. But like a lot, of, I, I just found that some of them were so. Um, yeah, you know, naturally they had a lot of energy. They had a lot of um, just sort of, uh, you know, they were funny, sort of naturally, not trying too hard. And then there were some yeah. others that was like, you're really like, you're trying to be funny right now. Like this is kind of awkward. <laughs> like, yeah, that would be yeah. hard. Yeah, to trying be to be in a car with Jerry. Trying Stanley. to be funny is not a good. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> it's I, an awkward thing. I guess. But yeah, you're right. I've been you there. Can always depend on the on the guest and, and um, whether, you know, how much you enjoyed it, I guess, but uh, yeah, but very, so well produced with, you know, picking up the guest, um, the kind of car they chose and the reason why, and then just yeah. all the quick shots of the coffee and it's a high quality production. And the cool thing is um, I saw him in an inter- interview online on YouTube with uh, David Letterman and he showed one scene he did with uh, uh, Dave, uh, Super Dave Osborne, who was, uh, I'm drawing a blank on his name in real life. The actor, he was on Curb Your Enthusiasm too. But um, they were showing them at lunch and he was showing the unedited portion of it. It was like two minutes or whatever, part of the unedited. And it was really slow. And then he said, here's how we fix it up for TV. And then they had all the quick edits. So he said the whole hour, whatever he's sitting with the person is neat, but they do a lot of quick cuts and stuff to get the out of that hour, the best 17 minutes or whatever. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Which which you can do on any kind of show, but you know, if if you're doing editing, so they're getting the best, and then and he did it with another performer too, another guest showing how here's what it is, and yeah, it's still good, but it's more slower. And now they edit it, and it's funny from beginning to end. But um, it is a great show. I wanted to do something like that for the country music world a couple of years ago. Yeah, but that kind of thing where we would maybe it's country artists getting a beer. Um, yeah. But it would have actually been set in a tavern. I was going to do different venues and um, sitting, having a drink and chatting, chatting about music and they'd perform on the stage. So that's still, a, that's still a kind of on the table. It's a great that, idea. That's a great idea. Get sponsored by a beer company, you know, get yes. some money in there. Hey, there you uh, go. Money. <laughs> yes. <laughs> money. Always, what a thing. What is a mind for the 20, business? 2020, man. Yeah. Money. <laughs> Um, well, uh, look, Dave, we're, we're so glad you came on, man. This was super fun. And, uh, we, we just loved having you, man. Thanks. Thanks for taking the time. And, uh, man, there's, there's, uh, there's so many ways to find Dave. Uh, you can search, uh, in the country on Facebook. You can just straight up Google it. You'll get his website. No problem. Um, but the actual, website itself is in the country interviews.com and, and SoundCloud. the soundcloud page is uh, where you can find the podcast uh the facebook page is where you can find the live streams every week the moonshine cafe lots of love to the moonshine i hope uh uh john and them are doing all right over there uh hope to get that that show going uh again sooner than later the, the live i would love to get back there oh man yeah. Um, so, so many ways to connect with Dave and, uh, Dave, do you have any other, um, spots you want to shout out that people can get in touch with you or connect with you or those the, that I hit the main ones? Yeah, you, you covered the main ones. There's the Instagram page as well in the country with Dave Woods, or there's a couple of underscores in the middle. Um, Spotify, the podcast is up there as well, but you covered the rest. So, and yeah, just Google me. Dave Woods in the country, or some people call the show In the Woods. I get that a lot, too. Uh, <laughs> it, it works, too, although it's not quite – it's not the name, but uh, I get that. But, yeah, if you Google Dave Woods in the country, if you don't remember the other sites, you'll find me that way, too. Awesome. So It's been a pleasure, guys. This has been awesome. Thanks yeah. for the invite, and thanks for the great chat and the hangout. Yeah, anytime, man. We'd love to uh, love to do it again in the future, and, uh, and we'll look forward to many more uh, – any more great shows from you and, and great uh, great performances uh, on those shows from some I great artists? Check out some seventies uh, uh, George Jones, George Thorogood, and and some and some eighties Alabama. Those are the two to check yes. out. Oh yeah, yeah. I think you'll love their harmonies. <laughs> oh yeah, in, in the songs I've heard from the harmonies were like oh. Plus yeah. too, this is in the times before auto tune, which yeah. is crazy. <laughs> Or you had to really sing it in. Yeah. Imagine that. <laughs> what, what a novel concept. Um, concept. You guys can you can find the podcast at musicguypodcast.com and send us an email or send us a song if you want us to play your tune on here. Musicguypodcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can find us on Instagram and Facebook. You can find me on social media at Al Rowe Music, and you can find Mr. Michael Hebbs on Instagram. At Bruno the Meek. 
Um, thanks again to our, ho- our our guest, our host, our host should be the other <laughs> way around, right? Uh, our yeah. guest, uh, Dave Woods in the country with Dave Woods. Thank you so much, my friend, for coming on. Thanks, we'll be- Al. Thanks, man. Our song of the week comes to us from Southern Ontario's own Nicole Ray, friend of the show, uh, awesome country artist and regular on Dave's live streams and live events at the Moonshine Cafe. Uh, I've actually had the pleasure of playing in Nicole's band alongside uh, the Agenda Boys uh, at the Harmonia Festival, which actually was held earlier this year outdoors in a very COVID-friendly, safe way. That show also featured Leah Daniels, Alessia Cole, and Bree Taylor, and it was Nicole who organized uh, and put on the show, uh, and we even actually traveled to Shanghai a couple of years ago uh, when I was part of Nicole's band then. Um, so, great to be playing her music on the show. This is a brand new single from her called Broken Boys. Hope you enjoy it, and we'll see you next week. Bye for now.